Um, this is BJ Palmer's last green book called Our Masterpiece. Uh, it was actually published um, after he uh, he passed away. Uh, good morning, Shelley. Uh, and uh, so I'm excited to share this selection with you and kind of discuss it with you. Suppose when D.D. Palmer adjusted Harvey Lillard in 1895 and restored his hearing, he had hesitated, questioned in his mind what he had accomplished, and debated whether he had better have some independent researchers, neurologists, physiologists, etc., investigate his theory and pass judgment whether his discovery should be proclaimed and advocated by him. Suppose D.D. Palmer in 1895 had debated, questioned, meditated, and invited in outside research teams with the assistance of competent electric, electronic te technicians and other qualified personnel who would have been called to, uh, in where necessary, to have them investigate the how and why Harvey Lillard had his hearing restored, pass judgment upon its reliability, authenticity, whether it was delusion on the part of D.D. Palmer and or Harvey Lillard as to whether this was one of those unknown and unexplainable miracles before he began to promulgate and teach what he had to students. So I want you to think about that. Suppose, like, let's imagine a world without chiropractic. Right uh, now, th there's there's a double-edged sword to have this conversation because I've talked about this before. Right, a world without chiropractic. So now, if you're like not involved with chiropractic at all, or don't like chiropractic particularly much, uh, then I don't think it'll much matter. Right, uh, people at least in their brains they'll say I don't really think it'll it'll matter much. But I think chiropractic has had a tremendous impact on the world. Um, and has uh, really shifted our world uh, as much as chiropractic has been able to. Um, I think a lot of the exercise um, craze that we have now, the diet craze, really has a lot to do with chiropractic. And I'll tell you why. Because Jack LaLanne, back in the 1960s and 1970s, you may never have heard of him. Uh, if you haven't, looked him up. Jack LaLanne. He was one of the first exercise gurus out there. Um, and he just died, by the way, like a couple of years ago, like 98 years old. Uh, and like for his 95th birthday, he was pulling like a car with his teeth. You know, um, this guy was just a rock. Um, he was a chiropractor. And he uh, and he was one of the first people out there promoting exercise as something. And he had like a TV show uh, and his wife was also very fit and they both would work out together and stuff. So I look at this and I say, you know, a lot of the exercise that the gyms that are around uh, today and the exercise videos and the exercise uh, classes and and how so many of these places are now doing it online. A lot of this is because of Jack Delane and Jack Delane was a chiropractor. Um, now, he never really did any chiropractic stuff. He kind of he got his degree and then went off to uh, to do into the exercise uh, world. But if you think about it, how important that is, right, uh, how important our, our healthier lifestyles are. I really think that we owe it to, you know, to chiropractic. Um, I really think chiropractic has played a giant role in uh, the healthcare of a tremendous amount of people. You know, people are, are coming to see me. Like yesterday, a mom came in. I hadn't seen her in a couple of months, her and her son, um, because of this whole pandemic thing. And finally, you know, things are lightening up, quote unquote, uh, and they started coming in again. And the mom says to me, um, you know, I have another son an older son, I want him to start coming in too. Now, the younger boy that I take care of has like ADHD sort of issues. Um, and I said, oh, oh, it'd be my pleasure, you know, to talk to the staff and we'll we'll get you signed up. And I said, what's uh, what's going on with your son? She said, nothing. 
I said, I just want him really healthy. That's what I want. I want to make sure that he's as healthy as, as he can be during this whole crisis. I was like, absolutely. That's what we do, right? Um, and that's what I want you to understand is, is, see, one of the biggest misconceptions I think that is promulgated about chiropractic is that we are back doctors, right? We are bone doctors. We're spine doctors. No, we're not, right? No, no. Uh, now, I might work on the back, right? My hands might go, happen to go on the back or the neck of Mabel over here, um, right? But I'm not adjusting Mabel because I want her back straight, right? I'm adjusting Mabel because I want her nerve system strong. I want to make sure she is the best Mabel she can be. And that's the point of chiropractic. So I, and you need to tell that to your patients, right? I know you're not seeing any patients right now. Uh, hopefully you'll start seeing patients next, hopefully next quarter. They're going to start to get you guys uh, together with patients again. Um, but make sure your conversations aren't about, I'm a back pain fixer upper. Let me fix your, your back pain, right? That's not what it's about. You know, someone came in to me the other day, a new patient, and, uh, his his spine was a, was a mess. He's an adult, uh, and he had a bit of a curve in his spine. He said, "Well, can you fix that?" And what's going to be my answer, right? No, I can't fix that. Like you got a, you're 30 years old and you got a, a literally like a 25 degree curve in your spine. No, I'm not fixing it. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to make it work better, right? We're going to make it work better. I had another mom uh, bring in her and uh, mom and dad bring in their little girl, and this little girl's got sort of an odd shaped head, you know, she had a tough birth and that produces an odd shaped head. Um, and a lot of times, you know, the, everybody will say, well, the reason that she's got a flat head in the back, a little flat in the head is why? Like, what do you think the reason is going to be? It's, they're going to say it's because she sleeps on her back. Well, here's my rebuttal to that, right? Doesn't almost every kid sleep on their back? Yes. So does every kid have a flat head? No. Hmm. Well, then it can't be it, right? It's not it. It's it if that's what it is. And if every kid slept on their back and had a flat head, then that would be the problem. That's not it, right? It's because of either A, the birth process itself was traumatic, you know, it's tough delivery, or B, the baby was, you know, if their baby is breached and, you know, sitting in mommy's belly for, you know, a couple of months with its head smashed like this on the ribs or or transversing or like this against the, 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 uh, the ilium. Yes, that'll that'll create a condition, right? That might create a flattened head. So she says uh, the, to me yesterday, as we're adjusting the the child, hey, the doctor. We went to pediatrician the other day, and the doctor said you might want to consider a helmet. What do you think? And my answer, as I've taught you guys about like ear infections and tonsils and stuff, is what time do we have, right? What time do we have before we have to put on this helmet? Uh, and she said, well, you know, he said you got a couple months, but you should get it measured. I said, yeah, get it measured. Go, go to the orthopedist, get the, get it measured. But ask them, how long will it take, right? What, what's, the, what's the outside uh, range that we can have before we have to, you know, put a helmet on? And she said it was probably like six, eight months. I said, great. Well, she, she's four months now. Let's, let's give it some time. She said, well, you're going to fix it? You're going to make that head nice and round? I said, no, no, no. My goal is not making the head look nice and round and pretty. My goal is function, right? Function, function of the nerves, function of how the spine and the nerve system work. That's my goal. So if her head's a bit flat over here, right, 
yes, I'm concerned about that. But we know what I'm more concerned about is the nerves that go there, right? We talk about this in the advanced technique class. We do a whole cranial lecture and lab. So if, if I'm smushing this over here, if this area is, is flattened, well, I got a whole bunch of nerves, like the, the temporal bone is over here. Some pretty important nerves come out of that, like facial nerve, trigeminal nerve, vagus nerve, right? So we want to make sure that those nerves are working important. And that's what I told her. And I took out a picture. Uh, I have a little skull model. Shows where the, all the foramen are. And I said, you see these yellow dots? That's where the foramen are. That's what I'm really concentrating on, is making sure those nerves are working perfectly, right? That's the idea of what we're trying to, to look for, is we're trying to, to suggest to our patients, yes, you know, of course I want, you know, this guy's spine to look straighter, right? Uh, of course, I'd love to see her head look more round. But as a chiropractor, that's not our job, right? My job is make sure that the brain and nerve system is working as good as it can. That's my job, right? <clears throat> and that's what I want to make sure you guys understand when you're explaining this to your patients, <clears throat> even if you're not seeing patients right now, and you're shopping in Kroger's or Publix or Winn-Dixie or whatever, <clears throat> strike up a conversation with someone, maybe create the conversation to have them become a patient in the clinic, uh, you know, next quarter or over the summer or whenever it is that they lighten the restrictions. <clears throat> That's the conversation you have, right? Because everybody's talking about how it fixes up back pain, neck pain, etc. Not many people are really talking about strengthening the, the nerve system, making the brain and the nerve system work the way it's supposed to, right? You know, if you guys really want to read a great book, <clears throat> this is what you should be reading right now, right? The Brain That Changes Itself by Norman Dodge. This is a great book. Right, that you really should be checking out if you have, you know, time in between your scale rat and all that kind of stuff. That's what you want to be reading because that's what talks about what we're, what the, our essence, right? Our essence is to understand <clears throat> how to get the brain and the nerve system reconnected, right? <clears throat> how to get the brain and the nerve system reconnected. And I'm going to show you another book <clears throat> that I think is really important about reconnecting. But this isn't about the, this isn't a science book. But this is a classic. It's called Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. <clears throat> that book will help you reconnect your brain on the inside, right? It'll help correct your thinking, right? So a book like this, The Brain That Changes Itself, and a book like this, Think and Grow Rich, right? These are two super important books that'll work on different parts of your brain. <clears throat> because we need, to, and we need to have both, right? We need to have both of those. Uh, one of them is the science kind of books to talk about the science, but this is more like the even though it's it's talking about finances, but it's really a philosophy, right? This is a, a, a book about philosophy, about how you think about yourself, right? And how you think about yourself will kind of describe how you engage and interact with your patients, right? So it's important for you to have a, what I would call a good self-concept. So as a, having a good self-concept, what, what are you doing to feed that good self-concept so that when a patient talks to you, you feel confident? Right. And one of the things you should do is be reading great books. And, you know, this book, especially one of my faves, um, you know, probably I could say was a life changing book for me when I first read it uh, right after graduate chiropractic school. <clears throat> it was amazing. So I want to share that kind of stuff with you because this is this is the direct right right now. You have being home. You have a different kind of avenue of interaction with the world. You might as well start taking in things that are going to help promulgate that good interaction right so when you when things get back to more normalish or the new normal as they're calling it what's your new normal going to look like 
right? Is your, is your new normal going to be different? Is your new normal going to be empowered, right? Because my job, as like what a lot of patients are saying to me, and patients especially have been coming to my office all along during this whole, uh, you know, pandemic, patients are saying, thank you so much for being open because this was like my safe place, right? And that's what I want you to make. It doesn't have to be during a pandemic 10 years from now when, or even a year from now, please God, when there's none of this stuff. Your office should still be a safe place because you made it that way. You set it up that way because your headspace, right? Your headspace will create your office, right? <clears throat> and it's so important for you to to work on that headspace now. So read books like Think and Grow Rich. Or read, and we'll talk more about other books maybe next time, but read these kind of things to make your headspace better. So when a patient asks you, like, are you going to fix my kid's head, make it look better? Are you going to fix my back curve? You don't get nervous and say, well, yeah, well, you know, uh, kind of, sort of. No, you, with confidence, you say, my job as a chiropractor is to work on the brain and nerve system. That's what we're going to fix, right? And <clears throat> now sometimes when you change function, structure does change, and that's lovely. But that's not your goal, right? Your goal isn't to change structure. Your goal is to change function. Now, there are some techniques that talk about changing structure, and there's nothing wrong with that, like CBP and stuff. I think it's great. Um, but we're talking about a different kind of structural change, right? I want a structural change because of a functional change, right? Because the nurse system is working better. That's what I'm asking you guys to really think about when we're talking about this.